This is Danny Yunus from High Probability Investing, and you're listening to the High Probability Investing Show. Important disclaimer. Trading stocks, options on stocks, futures, options on futures, and retail off-exchange foreign currency transactions, Forex, involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance, whether actual or indicated by historical test of strategies, is no guarantee of future performance or success. There is a possibility that you may sustain a loss equal to or greater than your entire investment, regardless of which asset class you trade, equities, options, futures or forex. Therefore, you should not invest or risk money that you cannot afford to lose. TradeGuide Limited is an authorized representative of Forex Max Limited and is regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority number 229906. G'day folks, this is Danny Yunus from High Probability Investing and this is the first ever episode of the High Probability Investing Show. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about how the markets really work. Because what I find is that a lot of traders and investors simply continually donate back to the markets because they don't know how the markets really work. The markets are controlled by the minority and that minority are the smart money. So in this episode, I'm going to reveal to you who these people are and what they do to wrong foot the retail trader. Also, I'm going to be reading a couple of chapters from my book, Supercharge Your Trading and Investment Account Using Wyckoff Volume Spread Analysis. And in this book, I do talk about how the markets work and I do talk about a technical analysis um, methodology known as volume spread analysis which enables you to identify when the smart money are entering the markets and more importantly how you can trade in harmony with them and to coincide with that I also talk about a trading strategy that's been around since the 1970s it's a trading strategy not that not many people utilize and it's a low risk strategy which will enable you to supercharge your trading account by supercharge I mean generating an income of anywhere between two to six percent on a monthly basis now you're probably thinking two to six percent that is nothing but do you realize that most fund managers around the globe will kill to get a a two percent return per month if you and if you annualize that that's a 24 percent return a year that will do whatever it takes to get that but this strategy that i cover in my book which you have access to will allow you to um, generate an income on your share portfolio regardless of market direction or performance okay so in the book I highlight to you uh, what sort of trade setups that we look for which are high probability right, which will go in our favor more than likely and um, you know and how to to identify when the smart money are starting to become active because if you can recognize when the smart money are becoming active in the markets you will more than likely uh, you know find high probability setups 
okay it's as simple as that so that's all covered in my book now my book is available on Amazon and it's also available on my website www.superchargewyckoffvsa.com so once again the title of, my, of the book is supercharge your trading and investment account using Wyckoff volume spread analysis now before I get to the chapters that I want to read I just want to talk a bit about myself my background now I started trading about nine years ago I was a newbie trader did not know how the market the markets worked so I turned to where most people turn to and that is the broker because the broker you think you know they know how the markets work they transact for us they give us trading advice and so on and so forth so logically that's the first point of call where people would go to so I turned to a broker I uh, opened up a trading uh, you know a trading account uh, funded it and the broker said to me hey Dan we've got a, a trade here uh, where we are going short now this was just after the GFC now it was on the stock ANZ and they said you know we're going short because it's uh, pulled up too high too fast and we think it's going to fall in value so they were doing a short trade a option spread trade um, and I said yep you know you guys know what you're talking about yep place to trade after the first month um, I lost a considerable am amount of money and from that experience I, I said to myself if I'm going to rely on somebody else to find me trades and to trade for me I, I'm not going to get anywhere so I had to go and educate myself right? so I had to do the hard yards so I went looking for a, a uh, educator who taught me about technical analysis uh, and who also taught, taught me about the covered call strategy okay so I learned that I got so good at at uh, trading that that I started teaching um, that company's clients okay so I was traveling out around Australia and also around the world teaching people how to trade the markets using the cover call strategy and and of course uh, how to find trading opportunities based on technical analysis but there was one thing still missing there was a missing piece of the the jigsaw and that was and I'm pretty sure a lot of traders go through this is that um, when you're in an uptrending market and you're uh, you know getting towards a resistance level okay and you finally break out and you get an increase in volume I, I would usually enter on those only to find that uh, the market turns around and goes the other way and I was dumbfounded by that and I wanted to know why this was happening why when there's an increase in volume and the price is moving higher isn't that buying isn't that buying and that's why the the price is moving higher so I went on on a search again to find somebody else who could educate me on how do I know when the market's going to change behavior or basically continue going higher so I came across a company called Trade Guider and uh, 
Gavin Holmes, the CEO of Trigod, I had a, a, a chat to him um, and he basically said that the markets are manipulated by the smart money. It's as simple as that. The smart money basically wants you, the retail trader, to lose and they'll do whatever it takes for you to lose. So the one thing that stood out from, from our conversation was when he said, if you see ultra high volume on an up bar, then there is selling occurring. And when you see ultra high volume on a down bar, then there is buying, there is simply buying. And that's when I had the aha moment because the breaks of resistance that I was seeing, all right, there was simply, when it broke, I got ultra high volume, it broke a resistance level, but that volume was mainly selling. And that's why the market turned around and went the other way. So I started to study volume spread analysis that was uh, developed by Trey Guider. And again, I got good at that. And now I am teaching uh, Trade Guider's clients on how to trade the markets using the volume spread analysis methodology. Okay, so that's what I do. I hold webinars on a weekly basis, teaching people um, how, how to trade. Um, yeah, and, and basically that's, that's all I do. I um, you know, teach and I, and I trade and, um, and I'm basically enjoying every moment of it. So that is my background as to what I've done. So it's been um, you know, nine years um, and I've done pretty, pretty well out of it. Now let's get to those two uh, chapters. Uh, so it's two chapters from my book, Supercharge Your Trading and Investment Account Using Wyckoff Volume Spread Analysis. Chapter number two, how markets really work. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect looking backwards. So you have to trust somehow that the dots will connect somehow in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, or whatever. Because believing that the dots will connect down the road will give you the confidence to follow your heart even when it leads you off the well-worn path. And that will make all the difference. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living somebody else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of other people's opinion drown out your own inner voice. You've got to find what you love, and that is true for your work as it is for your lovers. Your work is going to fill a large part of your life, and the only way you're going to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking and don't settle. Have the courage to follow your heart and intuition that somehow already know what you truly want to become. Steve Jobs Welcome to the largest business in the world. Every day, billions of dollars exchange hands in the world stock markets, financial futures and currency markets. Training these markets is by far the biggest business on the planet. The average person has no idea what drives the financial markets. 
Even more surprising is that the average trader doesn't know what drives the markets either. So despite financial trading being the largest business in the world, it's also the least understood business in the world. Sudden moves are a mystery, arriving when they are least expected, appearing to have little logic attached to them. Frequently, the market does the exact opposite of a trader's in intuitive judgment. Even those people who make a living from trading, particularly the brokers and the pundits who you expect to have a detailed knowledge of the cause and effect in their chosen field, very often know little about how the markets work. Essentially, the financial markets show a lot of similarities within other types of markets. If you look, for instance, at a street market, it consists of four things, location, items for sale, buyers and sellers. The location is known as a place to buy and sell items. The prices advertised by the seller is what the seller thinks they can get based on the competition in the location and the demand for the products by the passing buyers. In a buyer's market, the prices fall and in a seller's market where the demand is high, they rise. The financial markets are not much different. Instead of antiques, clothes and food, what is sold here are stocks, commodities, currencies and derivatives. Buyers purchase stocks and commodities through the trading exchanges such as the New York Stock Exchange, NYSE, or the Australian Stock Exchange, the ASX. The sellers also sell through the exchanges with both sides using brokerage firms to transact the business. Stock markets grew out of small meetings of people who wanted to buy and sell their stocks. These people realized that it would be much easier to make trades if they were all in the same place at the same time. Today, people from all over the world use the stock markets to buy and sell stocks in thousands of different companies. Stock exchanges register stocks when issued to investors, such as the US Securities and Exchange Commission or the London Stock Exchange. A prospectus gives details about the company's operation and the stock to be distributed to interested parties. Investment bankers buy large quantities of the stock from the company and resell the stock on the exchange. Sitting between the markets and buyers and sellers are the brokerage firms. These firms act as an intermediary between the market and the buyer or seller. A potential buyer places an order with the broker for the stock he or she wishes to purchase. The transaction takes place when someone wants to sell and someone wants to purchase at the same price. When you purchase a stock, you receive a stock certificate. The certificate may be issued on paper or issued electronically. It may be transferred from one owner to another or the broker can hold it on behalf of the investor. What affects the markets? There are several factors that affect the markets. They are individual, institutional, mutual funds and investors all affect market prices. If a large number of people want to buy a certain stock, the price of the stock will initially rally. Just as, as if there were many people bidding on an item at an auction. Both the condition of the individual business and the strength of the industry that it resides will affect the price of its stock. Profits earned 
the volume of sales and even the time of year will also affect how much an investor wants to own a stock. Governments make all kinds of decisions that affect how much an individual stock may be worth and what sort of instruments people want to be investing in. The government's interest rates, tax rates, trade policies and budget deficits all impact prices. General trends that signal changes in the economy are watched closely by investors to predict what is going to happen next. Indicators include gross national product, the inflation rate, the budget deficit and the unemployment rate. These indicators point to changes in the way ordinary people spend their money and how the economy is likely to perform. Events from around the world and changes in currency values, trade barriers, wars, natural disasters, epidemics and changes in government all affect how people think about the value of the different investments and about how they should invest in the future. Today, investments can be bought and sold around the clock. When the Tokyo markets have just closed, for example, the London market takes over. And when London closes, the New York stock exchanges take over. When big moves in price occur in one market, the other markets can be affected too. A bull market and a bear market are terms used to describe market trends. A bull market is a period when prices are rising. If investors feel that they will be in a bull market, they will feel confident in investing, adding to the growth of the market. A bear market is a period when stock prices are falling. If investors think that the markets are falling, they will sell stock at lower prices. Each of these markets is fueled by investors' perceptions of where the economy and the markets are going. These trends can change quickly. The first secret in learning to trade successfully is to forget about the intrinsic value of stock or any other instrument. What you need to be concerned with is its perceived value, its value to the market and not the value that it represents as its interest in the company. This is a contradiction that undoubtedly mystifies the directors of strong companies with a low stock value. From now on, it's the perceived value which is reflected in the price of the stock. Chapter number three, how, when and why markets go up and down. Fear kills dreams. Fear kills hope. Fear puts people in the hospital. Fear can aid you, can hold you back from doing something that you know within yourself that you're capable of doing, but it will paralyze you. Les Brown. All markets move up and down. None stay static. Why? They move as the result of market forces. Essentially, all markets are moved by supply and demand. If more people want to buy, demand will overcome supply and prices will move up. Conversely, if more people want to sell than buy, supply will overcome demand and prices will fall. So who trades the markets? Numerous trading entities trade the financial markets. Most people will be aware of the three entities. The first group being the retail traders. People like you or me who trade the markets either as a full-time job or part-time 
for a second income or as a hobby. If we are trading full time, then we will place trades in the live markets. If we are trading as a hobby, as we might take a position, trade on a daily basis. The second group is the pension funds, who trade longer term positions, holding stocks for weeks or months. The final group controls about 85% of the money in the markets, and they are what we call the smart money. They are made up of hedge funds, private trading syndicates, and investment banks. These entities have the power to move the markets. These professional players sell at the top of the market and buy at the bottom. In between, they have to move the markets by making them rise and fall. To do this, they use emotions of greed and fear to herd the majority of traders into the wrong side of the market. They have developed many ways of wrong-footing the retail investor and trader. And one of their biggest weapons is the unwitting media. Here are just a few examples. Let's start with the British petroleum oil spill disaster in 2010. On the 25th of June 2010, the stock price of BP fell to just under $27. The news was grim. The pundits and reporters were talking regarding huge losses and a possible breakup of the company and everyone who had stock was looking to sell from the expectation that prices were plummeting. Sell they did, straight into the hands of the smart money, professionals who bought cheap. Within six months, the price of the stock doubled. Buy cheap, sell back when the market rises. That's how the games played. On May 6, 2010, something very strange happened in the financial markets. This day is referred to as the flash crash because no credible explanation has ever been provided by the regulatory authorities as to exactly what caused the crash or who was responsible. In fact, many investors began to suspect that all was not what it seemed to be. CNBC's closing bell anchor Maria Bartiromo was reporting on the day the flash crash happened. Below is the transcript of the fellow reporter Matt Nesto explaining to Bartiromo some unusual anomalies in several stocks. Even though the mainstream media claimed that it was caused by a lone trader from a major banking institution hitting the wrong button. B for billion was entered instead of M for million while trading the CMS E-mini S&P futures. The conversation went as follows. Uh, a person familiar with the city investigation says one focus of the trading probes were the uh, futures contracts tied to the S&P 500 stock index known as the uh, E-mini S&P 500 futures and uh, in particular that two-minute window in which 16 billion of the futures were sold. Again, the sources are telling us that Citigroup's total E-mini volume for the entire day was only 9 billion suggesting that the origin of the trades was elsewhere. Now, according to someone else close to Citigroup's own probe of the situation, the E-minis trade on the CME. Now, Maria, I want to add something else, just in terms of these erroneous trades that Duncan Niederauer, the NICE uh, CEO, was just talking about. I mean, we've talked a lot about Accenture, ACN. This is a Dublin-based company. It's not in any of the indexes. If you look in the S&P 500, uh, for example, I show at least... 
uh, two stocks that traded to zero or one cent, Exelon and Centerpoint. If you look in the Russell 1000, I show Eagle Materials, Genpak, ITC, and Brown and & Brown also uh, trading to zero or a penny, and also uh, Casey's General Stores as well as Boston Beer trading today, intraday, to zero or a penny. So those are at least uh, eight names that they're going to have to track down on top of the Accenture trade where we have the stock price interday showing us at least will assume a bogus trade of zero. That is ridiculous. I mean, this really sounds like market uh, manipulation to me. Well, I mean, uh, this, uh, is, this is outrageous. It happens a lot, Maria. It really does. I mean, you, we could probably ask the NASDAQ. They may not want to say exactly how often it uh, happens, but it happens frequently, and they go back and they correct. And the, the, the thing that stinks is if you, in good faith, put in a trade and made money and then lost it, you lose it, and there's no recourse, and no, uh, there's no way to appeal. What we witnessed on May 6, 2010 was a giant shakeout of the market. The smart money were expecting higher prices and wanted to catch the retail traders by marking the price down heavily. Before moving the price up, they were bullish. The stocks were going to rise, and they wanted to buy at the best possible price. Wouldn't you want to do the same? buy at the lowest price, knowing you can sell it for much more than you bought it for? That's the trading game. Buy low, sell high. Be a predator, a clever predator, that understands exactly how the prey thinks and acts. It's like herding sheep, steering them, rounding them up and locking them in a pen. In 2009, gas and petrol prices skyrocketed around the world and oil was supposed to be in scarce supply. Some of the world's top oil analysts were predicting a price of $200 per barrel. You can appreciate for yourself just how influenced someone can become when you see and hear information that all points in one direction. In this case, oil was to go to $200 a barrel and many traders and investors and indeed even the airlines got caught up in the maelstrom of higher prices. A headline in the New York Times stated an oracle of oil predicts $200 a barrel of crude on May 21st, 2009. Exactly three weeks later, the price of crude oil plummeted. In April 2011, silver was very much in the news as the commodity to invest in. The price has steadily risen towards $50, and all the news was about the relentless rise of silver. This commodity had a very bullish medium-term outlook, and once again, retail traders bought in abundance, anxious not to miss out. Later in 2011, silver crashed once the smart money had finished distributing at the highest price, so maximizing their profit. CNN Money reported JP Morgan scores big in latest quarter is the headline 14th of October 2009. The word strongest performance towered above Wall Street expectations are used directly below the headline. All the news is now bullish. The stock is going up and up because it's in a uptrend. To the retail trader and the investing community, this appeared to be a great opportunity to buy because everything lined up and if you didn't go to the market by now, you missed the move. So you buy, buy, buy. What happened? The stock plummeted spectacularly and the uninformed retail trader said bye-bye to their capital. 
These are just a few examples. The reality is that all markets have moved to a greater or lesser extent the same way, and it's why a small and enlightened minority of traders are, are successful in the markets. So we have seen how markets rise and fall, and why they fall. So how do you know when markets will change direction? Traditionally, there have been two ways to try and predict price movement, by technical analysis and fundamental analysis. Let's begin with technical analysis. Wikipedia defines technical analysis as a security analysis discipline for forecasting the future direction of prices through the study of past market data. Another definition, this time by City Index, is analysis of a financial market by charting its performance using historical patterns and focusing on trends. There are many technical analysis tools and methodologies out there. Some like Bollinger Bands, MACD, RSIs, use mathematical formulas to identify trends. Others like Fibonacci and Elliott Wave use historical patterns. In summary, technical analysis tools look at historical price movement and based on the price action, you can determine to some level where the price will go. By looking at charts, you can identify trends and patterns which will help you find good trading opportunities. Fundamental analysis is a way of looking at the market through economic, social and political forces that affect supply and demand. In other words, you look at what economy is doing well and whose economy is strong. The idea behind this type of analysis is that if a country's economy is doing well, their currency will also be doing well. The better the country's economy, the more trust other countries have in that currency. Both these analysis models can provide valuable help for traders and investors. The question arises, well, if they are good, why do over 90% of people lose money in the markets? Well, the actual day-to-day -day movement of the market is shrouded in deep, dense fog, which is why the technical and fundamental analysis approach cannot be sufficiently successful on their own. That fog is deliberately generated by the market makers and the trading syndicates to force you, the retail trader, onto the wrong side of the trade. Technical analysis tools try to predict price movement by analyzing in various ways what the market's going to be doing based on what, what it did historically. It's a bit like trying to predict what the weather's going to do tomorrow based on what it did in a similar period historically. That would be a more successful approach if the market behaved consistently. Unfortunately, it appears to be unpredictable. The reason for this is that the smart money, the training professionals constantly monitor both sides of the market and know exactly when to move the market as it wrong foots the retail traders. The smart money do it in a very subtle and clever way, which is invisible, hidden in the fog. This means just as your technical analysis indicators tell you to enter the market, the market turns and you are locked in at higher prices and you've lost. So, Technical analysis on its own cannot alert you to the real movements in the market because the market does not work in a vacuum. Going back to the real street market, if you are not an enlightened expert knowing exactly what to look for, how likely are you to find a bargain when the people that you are buying it from are full-time experienced traders? The same is true in all financial markets. 
Fundamental analysis relies on research, whether it's researching an economy or its currency, commerce or individual company performance. That research requires reading articles, reports and listening to news. Taking too much notice of incoming news stories and reports in the media is one of the main reasons why traders and investors make very poor trading and investing decisions at the wrong time. Here is an example. The chairman of the Federal Reserve appears on television and makes what happens to be a bearish statement. The markets fall alarmingly in response to this news. The news reporter appears grim-faced on television reporting why the markets have fallen today. The markets have fallen dramatically today on negative statement made by the chairman of the Federal Reserve. To add to the impact and drama of the announcement, any other negative information is collected to support the story. Why is the news release leading you astray and harming your trading? Because this is how the news should have been reported. The market has fallen alarmingly today. Bearish statements made by the chairman of the Federal Reserve caused the professionals to mark the market down in a maneuver to discount the negative news. This had an effect on weak holders and uninformed traders, causing them to panic sell their holdings to professional traders who have been waiting for this opportunity to buy at lower prices. Professional traders, the smart money, were fully aware of the forthcoming press release well in advance of the announcement, and they were ready to absorb the huge amounts of stock. They stand to profit handsomely in the days ahead as a result of the successful and expertly timed operation. Fundamental analysis can't accurately point to price movement because the media is all too often manipulated and used by the smart money to wrongfoot the retail trader. Remember, it's perceived value and not actual value. There is another methodology which is the missing piece of the jigsaw. It's called volume spread analysis, VSA, and it forms the basis of trade guiders education and trading systems. Volume spread analysis lifts the fog. It identifies when interpreted correctly whether the smart money is buying, selling, or not actively participating in the markets. So I hope you got a lot of value out of those two chapters and it's really opened your eyes and lifted the fog as to how the markets really work. The markets are controlled by the smart money. And now you will start looking at the markets in a different way. So if you wanna get access to my book, you can purchase it from Amazon or you can go to www.superchargewyckoffvsa.com and the title of the book is Supercharge Your Trading and Investment Account Using Wyckoff Volume Spread Analysis. Now, in future episodes, I'll be teaching you exactly how the volume spread analysis methodology works. Okay, it's one of the best analysis methods to help you to identify high probability trade setups. Okay, so volume spread analysis will enable you to identify when the smart money are becoming active in the markets, and more importantly, how you can trade in harmony with them. So until next time, 
I hope you have a great week and I'll see you at the next episode. Bye for now.